Rebels, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Welcome, y'all, to the Meta Business Millennial. I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and I am here today for this episode with Simone. Readings by Simone is what she goes by on Instagram, on social media, and she is a dear spiritual sister to me and also known as Simone the Spiritualist. And I have to share, Simone, before we jump into the actual interview, how I know her, how I know you. And I met you through Clubhouse, which seems like, is that even existing? (laughs) Because I haven't been on there probably since. We were both hosts or panelists, rather, on Clubhouse group talking about our metaphysical work and talking about our metaphysical journeys, which at the time, hard to believe, was still very rare in the healing space, in the wellness space. And now it's becoming much more commonplace and we just are seeing it more and more everywhere. And Simone really was impressive to me at the time because I was still so new to my path as a metaphysical master and to the metaphysical world in general. And I reached out to her. I reached out to her on Instagram. I hit her up in a DM, slid in a DM and booked a session with her just to talk. And who knew that when our session was scheduled to happen, I was going through one of the most traumatic experiences, seasons in my life. Like literally y'all, y'all know I didn't have some trauma. I'm always talking about my trauma, but this one was like far and beyond. And this had to do with when Harlow, my son, was really sick with his digestive issues at the time. And his dad called Child Protective Services on me and was demanding to have full custody and really relinquishing me of my role and my agency in taking care of my son, who was very young, maybe just turned one years old at the time. He was a baby. And Simone really guided me and connected me with some other spiritual teachers and leaders to help me navigate what we all are seeing in the three-dimensional world as something, but in the other dimensions, it's a whole other thing. And so I was being tested in a way because I needed to be brought to another level, which is how this journey worked. And she was able to provide such groundedness, such guidance, and really comfort in a time when I really had no security, no sense of security, was frankly suicidal, you know, like didn't even care to live and just needed support and love. So I am already just internally grateful to you for walking with me in that season, walking with me at that time and really operating in your spiritualism. I got to talk even more about it because she gave me herbs to take baths in. Like I had never done this kind of stuff before, y'all. I'm saying mantras over myself. I'm bathing in herbs. I'm going to sleep in all white. I'm putting on pure oils. Like I am really cleansing my body to free my soul in the processes that she taught me at that time, especially. And it is with that beautiful gratitude that I want to offer you an introduction that I would love for you to just 
share with the listeners, with the watchers, the viewers here, who you are, how you came to be a spiritualist and work with people like me to get us out of the traumas, the tribulations, the things that we's going through. Thank you so much for that introduction, Erin. I remember that time well. And I remember our time on, on Clubhouse too, when we were on that panel discussion talking about the connections between mental health and spirituality. I think that was one of the subjects from that evening. And I want to thank you for the lovely introduction. I have been moving through my spiritual journey since my late 20s, when this gift of being a medium manifested into my life. From then till before, I can't remember ever having anything so profound happen to me. And, you know, like I tell folks, one Sunday I got up, I was normal, and I went to this spiritual church and decided we was going through the routine process of being baptized. And I left that church a different person with the ability to communicate with those who have passed on. And so I had to figure out how my life was going to be after that with this gift. You know, how I was going to maintain this gift and maintain a regular life. In my late 20s, all I used to do was put on a miniskirt and party. You know, but here I know how to incorporate. Especially in New York. Especially and in Brooklyn. And in BK. Exactly. So I had to figure out this new lifestyle, this new discipline, because you have to nurture that energy and grow with it. And so that is what I did. I was told by spirit that eventually this would be the work that I would be doing. And I was trying to navigate that whole energy like, okay, so I'm still going to try to develop this fabulous life that I want and just have the spiritual peace at the sun. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least not with the moon. Right. So everything started to fall apart. I started these projects and they failed. I was up to debt in my ears. I was losing my friends. My integrity was becoming questioned and I was flat on my back. I looked up and spirit said, well, are you ready to work for us now? Yes, come on now. And I said, yes. And that started in 2019, August, September, 2019. Readings by Simone was established. And then 2020, was this thing, what do we call it today, a pandemic? And then it just skyrocketed from there. Mm. It just took off from there. And in the beginning, it was just recommendations. Somebody would do a reading and then they'll recommend all their friends and then their friends recommend more friends. And then I had to build this following on Instagram. So everything that you're seeing now technically started during the pandemic, 2020. Mm. So now here I am as a spiritualist, as a medium, an intuitive reader, and I'm hosting now spiritual retreats in Barbados. And we just concluded the second one for the year in our, in a few weeks ago in October, because we're now in November. Yeah, that's just where I am right now. So I just spend my days, you know, doing spiritual readings. I also offer a course called Spirituality and Your Ancestors where folks who are now trying to understand what their spiritual journey can look like, I help them to navigate that. And we focus to, you mentioned the herbs and the baths. We also focus on that in ways, you know, to spiritually cleanse yourself as you move through these spaces of figuring out what your spiritual gift is, if you have one, 
are ways you can communicate with your ancestors. What is that love language? What does that look like? So yeah, that's in a nutshell. How do you hold it? Yeah, I know it's a nutshell because it really is a culmination of life events. Like you share, like, okay, I was in my late 20s. Like I was going through what some people call like a quarter life crisis. And I had to wake the fuck up pretty much. You're like, I had to wake up get up or get down. You know what I'm saying? Like is, is really the move. And I really want to explore with you, like, are there any catalytic moments in your life where you felt like, cause you talked about being in debt, like losing your friends. Can you share, if you don't mind, maybe some detail about these experiences? Because one thing I know that people and you too, I'm sure that people come to you are like, my life is so fucked up. This can't be spiritual. This can't be, you know, glory. This can't be righteousness with all these chaotic, hellish things happening around me. And I want to hear, and others hopefully can hear from you, a specific experience that you can point to where you were like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And you knew that spirit was like, this is for you. Maybe after. There's so many of them. (laughs) And the sad part about going through those rough times was that spirit was always showing itself. It wasn't enough for me. Mm. It was not enough for me. Spirit would, oh, I need some money. My phone bill got to pay. And I will find $50 in a pocket somewhere. And I'll be still complaining. So even when I hit rock bottom, everybody was turning against me. I had borrowed money from friends to build a dream. And because they believed in me and trusted me, they gave me the money. And now here the dream was collapsing. The dream was not happening. I couldn't bring results. And because the results were that once this thing unfolded, you would get your money back. Yes. And that was not happening. So of course, my phone was ringing off the hook. I was getting cussed out. People trying to call the police on me. People trying to put me in court. It was madness. All of this was happening because I was not in alignment. I was not sitting in my truth. And I was not leaning on my spiritual gifts to manifest my desires. Right? So when that, like, bulb finally went off, like, you know, Simone, this is what you got to do. I was like, really, people? I know you've been telling me this for years. This is what I got. This is the conversation I have in the spirit, right? I know you've been telling me all these years, this is what I got to do, but are you kidding me? I got these people money to pay back. I can't pay back people's money reading. These folks are threatening me. They're blowing up my phone. They're going to expose me on Facebook. I mean, it was nasty. And Spirit said, we will take care of all of that if you sit in your truth, if you do the work. And I'm like, what is the work? Spiritual work. You have a gift. You have to use it. You have to use it again. How am I going to pay these bills off? You're going to pay them off doing the readings. You're not going to borrow money from anybody to pay back this debt. You're going to no bank. Well, you can't go to no bank because I have no job or anything because I have paperwork. And they said, follow these instructions and you will come out of this. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to tell these people the truth. I don't know, like, if a spirit will just show up and give me the information. I just be happen to talk to friends sometimes and the information comes. But I don't know if somebody's going to pay me money, sit in front of me for an hour, and the information is going to come. It's a trust and obey. 
most Christians would know that term, trust and obey. Yes. And I had no other choice, Erin. It's either do or die. And dying was not a physical death, but an emotional, spiritual, mental, financial, social death. You'll be going through all this horror and you're breathing it. You're seeing it, which is worse, I think. Yes. Right? So there was like, you're going to do this, charge him $75 an hour. I says, okay. And folks started bringing my phone off. And I started making arrangements with people who I owe and was paying them off every month. And this was happening during a pandemic. Talk about timing. Where everybody's mental and emotional and spiritual energy is like chaotic or like, is this the last days? Is this what the Bible is talking about? Am I going to die? And all of that readings by Simone was manifesting and Mm. building and blossoming. Mm. Can you imagine? And if you talk to other spiritualists, they will tell you the same thing. Their spiritual work really fired up during that time. Yes. I can speak about some other experiences, but I'm not ready to share that yet publicly because some of them my parents don't even know. So I don't want to, you know, shock them with this information. But it was literally rock bottom. And it was a lot of mistreatment too from a lot of friends who I felt even if, I was in this hole, there was some understanding, but there was none. And I don't blame them. That energy needed to happen for me to be on my own and not dependent on anyone but spirit, but my ancestors, but my spirit guides. Yes. So in those chaotic situations, even in your moments of stillness, That is something you may have to repeat several times in order to hear what is your next step. And that is hard, Erin. That is very, very difficult. But you got to sit in that space and either be guided from it. You already have a spiritualist who you trust or find someone who would walk you through that energy to have you understand that, listen, you could come out of this on the other side. You just got to be patient. You just got to trust your instincts, your discernment, your intuition, and lean heavily on your ancestors. Yes. I love the words you shared, trust and obey, because these are the equalities and actions, if you will, that will get you through any trying time. And I feel like we all have these cycles of ups and downs, ins and outs. And I, and also I love how you talked about social death, monetary death, financial death, work, career death. All of these things are the incarnations that I believe that our spiritual teachers have been talking to us about. I think a lot of times we are thinking about, oh, do you believe in reincarnation as like just coming up out of like literally physically dying and coming back out of the dead? Like, no, like. This is incarnation in this same body multiple times in this lifetime. Like I continue to reincarnate and rediscover who I am as I peel back that layer, those layers of onions. And it sounds very much like you were talking about that same kind of experience with that social death, that ego death, if you will, moving less from what I want to accomplish, how much money I want to make, who I want to impress, what I want it to look like, to... Am I in alignment 
And I really want you to speak more to that, what that looks like for you, because so many people, I believe, are wanting to move in their passions and wanting to move in things that they believe that they're in alignment with and then still run up and bump up against challenges because it's really not their truth. So how do you continue to refine what that is for you? Well, sometimes you may be in that space and you just need to kind of tweak it. and. When you're in that space of chaos, you may not even know how to do that and what that may look like. Outside of the fact of coming to a spiritualist, there's certain wellness tools that you can employ that can help. Journaling is good. Kind of writing your thoughts out and reading it back to yourself to see what that's going to look like. Another part of it, you can do some grounding too. Spend some time outside. Sit in nature. Just try to still your mind to hear, feel, or see what is going to come to you. And it may not happen the first time. It may not happen the second time. It may not happen the third time. But it's going to happen if you're consistent, focused, and disciplined. Yes. With using these tools to help you. Meditation is good. Movement is good. Yoga is good. You have to start somewhere. And you may go through these different tools and you may fight, well, journaling don't work. One of them got to work. You got to try one of them to work. And if you remember that years ago, you used to write a lot and that was very therapeutic. Go back to that. Think about the things that made you feel good. Sitting by the water, sitting by a river, going swimming, going walking in the rain, sitting out in the sun. Like what are the things that nature has provided to you to help you go into like a, a, a space of calm and balance. Go to those spaces, right? And spend some time in those spaces to see exactly where you are. Those are some of the things that can help you move through these spaces. Aromatherapy is good. Light that favorite scented candle. Burn some incense. Really sit with your thoughts. Don't drink alcohol. That shit ain't gonna help. Don't smoke weed. That ain't gonna help you either. That could be very controversial because somebody, what is she talking? No, that's not gonna help. You need to sit in yourself and not be controlled by something else. You could do that later on where you get to the point where as, okay, I'm handling things here. But for that chaotic moment, really focus on going inward. And sometimes some of us need to go and see a therapist. Yeah. I strongly believe in that. Going to see a therapist, especially if you have experienced some measure of trauma in your life that you have not dealt with, you have not spoken about. That could be why the turmoil is showing up because you've buried this thing under so many layers. It got to come out somehow. Yes. I give this analogy in some of my readings and TMI. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like, it's like when you're constipated, right? You're not going to the bathroom. So the toxins got to come out somewhere, right? It's either going to come out in your skin where you get pimples. It may come out in your breath where your breath smells awful. It may come out in your eyes. Your eye get discolored. It comes out somewhere. Your hair starts to drop out. So you have to do that release, right? Of those toxins in order for, for you to feel healthy. And it's the same concept. If there's some trauma involved, you have to release that trauma. Yes. 
and learn how to move forward in life without when you think about it, it becomes very chaotic and some sort of anger or sadness or deep depression for you, right? So I strongly believe in therapy. And it often comes up in my readings. People are kind of like, ancestors would tell you, you know, to go to a therapy. Hell yeah. In a heartbeat. This is what you need to do. You need to sit down with somebody who's objective and move through this trauma, move through this situation so you can get to the other side. And yes. sometimes there's no folks are looking for this journey to be a destination. Yeah. Oh, when we get to this point, we're good. No, you're still alive. Some trauma may come up later on in life. However, because you have identified these spiritual wellness tools that has helped you when these other situations come up, you will know better how to deal with them. And the trauma of it will not last as long. Yes. Yes. I love that. And even as a spiritualist moving through these situations, I still have to deal with stuff every time. You know, I'm not immune to hurt. I'm not immune to pain, even as a spiritualist. And so, however, I am aware of the things that I need to do in order to manage that energy, right? And sometimes for me, it's shutting off. Sometimes for me, it's taking a bush bath. Sometimes for me, it's sitting still with these same ancestors and I'm like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I need to talk to you. That's beautiful because I believe that people want to continue their day to day. And I want to get into the controversial shit that you brought up too, because they'll be like, ooh, smoking weed is medicine. I got to have my wine. Like that calms me down. So I think that we have become so programmed and conditioned for external sources of not just gratification, but almost supplication. It's desensitizing us essentially. And when we are constantly reliant on external things, whether it's not even, it doesn't even have to be substances, then we are losing our ability to control our emotions. So I love that you are getting back to the basics. Sit by your damn self. Sit by yourself with those thoughts in silence. Cry if you need to. Go to sleep if you need to. Don't Cut your phone off. If you get off social media, do those things that you need to do to nurture you. And that is how you get back to that alignment. That's how you find out what's true about you. And I think that so many of us just have to be going, going, going. We're very much millennials and the Gen Zers even more that if you can't see it, it ain't been done. You know what I'm saying? If you can't see it, it ain't popping. So we're so used to putting on a show. We're so used to performing. We're so used to pleasing. We're so used to the social media gram culture that it's really hard to disconnect and hear who we are, know who we are. And so I love everything that you're offering in terms of just getting back to the basics to get back into alignment. You got to start from within. You got to start in inside and come out. If you start outside to figure it out and it looks all glossy and cute, you know, the inside is rotten. And that's when you turn to that bottle. That's when you turn to that substance to kind of like keep the noise down. Stop from feeling. And yes. that doesn't help the situation. Right. You don't want to feel it. You don't want to feel the pain. You don't want to hear the noise in the back telling you you're full of shit. You're an idiot. La la la. So you're going to do things to numb all that, but then that's temporary because you got to get up again. You're going to be sober at some point. And then what you're going to do, drink another bottle? Like you have to start from within. 
And I have lost, I know, a lot of clients because that's where I tell them they got to start. Some people want me to do magic. They want me to do a ritual. Can you do a ritual so this? Can you do a ritual? No, because you will pay me the money for that ritual. And then you'll come back saying, well, it didn't work. Or it just worked for a week or two. When the medicine is you to work on yourself, for you to focus on yourself and go inside to see the things that you refuse to talk about, to see the things that you refuse to deal with, the people you refuse to be truthful with. And then there's all this chaos and and turmoil around. So I know for a fact that I've lost some people because of that, because folks want a quick fix. And I don't offer quick fixes. This is all I do. I don't have a 95 job. All I do is read all day and do my spiritual work, right? But my ancestors provide for me. And I don't do shortcuts. I don't do quick magic. I work with you to help you help yourself. Yes. Which is key. Because even you as a mother, and if I'm showing you to do a cleansing bath, I'm showing you how to protect your home spiritually. These are things that I expect you to teach to your son. Yes. And your grandchildren, if you haven't. Because some of these traditions uh, in the African diaspora has been lost. Yes. And so I should just say indigenous people. Yes. And so it is important that we get back to that and teach our children this way of life. So my mandate has been, I'm not a crutch, right? Because some days you could be in a crisis and I decide that day I'm not answering my phone or I'm hanging out with my friends and having a ball. And then what you going to do? You're going to call another spiritualist who may or may not have the time for you or may charge you a whole set of money, which they have all right to do, right? Or you're going to remember, I taught you to get some lavender, to get some chamomile, to get some bay leaf, to add some Epsom salts in there, maybe some citrus, lime, lemon, orange to that bath and just wash from head to toe. And while you are washing You are praying and saying your affirmations and ask for the things that does not serve you to be removed and ask for the things that you need in your life to come in. And after that, anoint yourself with some olive oil and continue to ask for you to be blessed, for you to be covered, for you to be guided. Yes. And wrap yourself in white and go in your bed. Yes. See what dreams may come. In that silence, when you're dreaming, the answers that you need may come in that dream. I remember a time I took an abundance bath because I needed some money. I took an abundance bath. Ginger, clove, nutmeg, bay leaf, you know, abundance. I threw it all in the bath and took a bath. The next day, I was in the street on the phone running my mouth with a friend. And I passed T-Mobile. And Spirit said to me, go in there and pay your phone bill. I'm like, I'm going to pay that over the phone because I'm running my mouth, right? Go in T-Mobile and pay your phone bill. I paused because the voice got stern, right? (laughs) I said, okay. So I gone in to pay my phone bill. The guy looks at my account. He says, oh, you qualify for a tablet. Jesus Christ. I just want to pay my phone bill. I'm trying to sell me. So I said, I don't want a tablet. He's like, no, well, let's hear me out. I'm like, okay. So then I was thinking, because at that time, too, we were still in this whole pandemic thing. And it would work for my IG lives. I don't do this. And I says, the spirit said, get the tablet. I says, okay, I'm going to get the tablet. He worked it out. 
And he says, okay, you're going to have this tablet. He says, I got to get you a number, though. I have to get you a New York number to assign to the tablet. So he's looking and popping up, waiting in New York. Come, the number comes up. He's like, oh, my God. So I says, what happened? So his colleague is like, what's wrong with you? Because right? he was loud in the store. He says, she just got a 212 area code number. Uh, so his colleague was like, she got what? And I'm looking at like, what's the big deal? So apparently, there are no longer 212 numbers available in New York. That's very true. That's been for like 20 years. Yes. Yeah. And he said, if I put this to one, two number up for auction on, on eBay or something, that's the one you put up, or whatever it is, I, I can put it up there. I can get like $10,000 for this number. Yes. The whole store stopped. <laughs> I was like, what? Mind you, it's the tablet that I'm using right now to talk to you. Yeah. And he says, yes, if you put that number up, and folks will pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars for the number. I was like, an abundance bath to all of this. Yeah. So right, bath. You may be thinking, I may get a raise. You may be thinking, oh, I gonna win the lottery. You know, everybody goes for the lottery. Yeah. But that money may show up, and you get an approved for the loan that you need for your mortgage, or the mm. loan that you need for school. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we sit with ourselves and we spend time and we're disciplined and focused and consistent with our spiritual work, we become so in tuned. We know when spirit shows up in our lives to bless us. You feel me? So that's what the connection starts to look like. When you put the work up there and you ask for these things, how does it show up? And I was working with a young lady. She was going to a major, if she sees it, she's going to laugh out loud. She had this major job interview. And she's looking at me telling me, oh, I'm going to work double the night before. And and, 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 and it was so frustrating because I'm like, you can't work a double before the night of one of the biggest job interviews in your life. How are you going to make that work? I hung up the phone from her and said, ancestors, take care of this because I can't anymore. She called me the next morning. Her car broke down. She can't go to work. She's going to stay home and get some sleep and prepare for the job interview. I'm like, amen. And she got the job. In fact, it was an externship. And now it's looking like it could be a permanent job. Wow. Spirit showed up again. Ancestors yes. showed up again. You have to know when they are making their presence. And you can only understand that when you fully become in tune. And mm. that is a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change. Come on now. I love that because I believe that everyone has that intuition and we know that we have that intuition because just like you said, I heard the voice to stop at T-Mobile and you heard it twice and you still were hesitant. This is a spiritualist talking right now. Okay, y'all. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when you hear that voice, it's going to continue to come back and it's going to show up for you whether you want it to or not, but eventually listen to it. Eventually listen to that voice because it is guiding you exactly to where you need to be. And it's not going to ever look the way you thought it was going to look ever, 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 ever. Yeah. (laughs) So really stay alert with that. I really would love to learn more about your retreats because you talked about doing readings. 
And I think people can have a sense of kind of what a reading would look like. And I would love for our listeners and watchers and viewers to understand what a retreat looks like, especially in Barbados, y'all, because I I failed to mention that Simone is coming to us today from Barbados. So she's in the islands, in the Caribbean, a beautiful hotbed of energy, so many energetic force fields there in that region. So we'd love for you to speak more about Barbados, about the space, about the culture, and also how you heal there with your retreats. Well, when I first got here, originally from Barbados, but I left here when I was 18 and moved to New York, right? So basically New York raised me because my parents were in Barbados when I was there going to school and having fun and whatever else. So New York is home, right? So after the pandemic, I needed to come and see my mom. She was just ready to see me. I'm her first child. So I arrived here last year, July-ish, and things just started to unfold in my personal life, whereas Spirit was like, well, you know, you got to hang out here for a minute. I'm like, pardon? Because I'm a New Yorker, right? And they were like, no, you got to stay put for a minute. I was like, okay. And that was a hard pill to swallow because I was trying to reestablish my personal life in New York as a spiritualist. I come into Barbados. They were like, this is where you got to be until further notice. Because they don't give you an end date to these things, at least not for symbol. Let me say that. Yeah. So while I was here, I was like, okay, well, readings by Simone continues via Zoom, via WhatsApp, via FaceTime, whatever needs to be done. And then they said, I don't know, I was invited to a retreat back in the States and it didn't work out. And I realized, you know, because and I had manifest, I wanted that folks organize their retreats and I attend, I get paid and I leave, right? And do what I'm supposed to do, do the work and leave. But I recognized that folks were recreating experiences that was not aligning with my work. Not that their experience was incorrect. It was for them to do, but not for me to be a part of. So Spirit said, well, okay, you got to do your own retreat then. And for several weeks, Spirit would have me up three, four, five o'clock in the morning discussing how they want this retreat to be done. The name of it is Sacred Conversations with Our Ancestors. It does not fall under any spiritual or religious practice. It is simply focused on you connecting or reconnecting with your ancestors and what that is going to look like. Since I'm in Barbados, it happens here. On the east coast of the island is an, a cute little hotel called Santosha Barbados. And it's on a hill and it faces the Atlantic Ocean. Now, on the east coast of the island, if you sail from that point, Across the Atlantic Ocean, you can get to Africa without touching landmass, without seeing landmass, right? So we were going to use that energy to draw from those ancestors who are at the bottom of the ocean, who never made it. So all of this is being outlined to me. Like, I didn't see sleep for weeks, Erin. And sometimes I ask, like, can we do some daytime hours? Because I am tired during the day when I have to read. No. This is a three, four, five o'clock conference call. That's what I call them. Yes. Participants have to wear white because we know color attracts different things. White 
innocence, pure, keeps you free. And you have to wear white from the time you get on that plane to the time you leave. When I had it in May, it was just for three days. You arrive on island and I have a whole table full of herbs. And you use your intuition. You look at that table and you pick out the herbs that come to you. Okay. So that's for your cleansing ritual, which will be the next day. Then on another table is another set of herbs and fruit where you will pick because you're going to be drinking a bush tea every day. I don't give you no bag tea or coffee or milk or anything like that. Every single day you get up, unless you bring it on your own, that's on you. You're going to take some of these herbs and you're going to make your own bush tea. And every morning and during the day, that's what you're going to drink along with water. And so the next day we go through a cleansing bush bath and we also do the oil anointing. And then you stand up over a coal pot of smoke with those same herbs in it and incense. And during these times is myself and, and another priestess. We are reading you and hearing what spirit has to say about you. During these times, you wrap yourself up in a white towel or white sheet and you come in the back of the resort because we take over the entire resort. We can't be doing this and got other people staying there. Come in the back of the resort and you stand up over that coal. You may write a letter to your ancestors and put it in the coal because we know we're burning also releases stuff. And you do further cleansing and you would hear what spirit has to tell you or we will also tell you what spirit is telling us to tell you. And then we also have two workshops. One workshop is led by licensed mental health therapist, Ia Ife Michelle. Um, not only that she's a licensed mental health therapist, but she's also a Lukumi priestess. So here we have where the connection between mental yes. health and spirituality. Yeah, East and West. Stuff. Correct. Yes. So I'm coming with someone who's licensed, who's trained, but also understands the spiritual piece to it because she has been initiated and this is the work that she does. Then I also come in and I discuss ancestral veneration and look, go in deeper as to why you pick the herbs you picked because each herb has an intention. So you may have picked lavender. Lavender speaks to calm. What's going on with you that you need to be calm? You may have picked broadleaf time. Broadleaf time speaks to your psychic abilities. What is this psychic ability that you have on the line there that you're not using? The ancestors is trying to tell you through these herbs what you need to work on. That's the magic, as I would say. And then on the last day, which is the Sunday, I have a communal altar that we set up for the ancestors. And when we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we give them an offering before we eat. And also to know our breakfast, lunch, and dinner is prepared by a chef. So we have a chef who shows up bottom of the hour, top of the hour, and bottom of the hour again to serve our meals. And I mean, the meals are amazing. And they're light too. You know, I'm not giving you heavy Caribbean. Don't come and get oxtails and stew chicken. No, and then you lazy with ethnic fatigue and can't function for the ancestors. Right. Come on now. So on that last day, we gather our offerings and whatever herbs may be left. And we take a walk down to the ocean. I lead the way by ringing a bell to let the ancestors know we're coming, to let the spirit guys know we're coming. And behind me are the drummers and African drummers. They're letting them know we're coming too. And then the participants, they are behind the drummers. And we all lined up along the shore of the ocean. 
and I leave folks alone so they can give their offerings and say their prayers. I leave folks alone, and that's key. I say to them, listen, this is your time. You have the whole afternoon to sit with your peoples and talk to them and let them know your heart's desire. You thank them. You know, you ask them for certain guidance to, you know, to still speak to you in your dreams, give you visions, show you the numbers, show you the animals, whatever signs is needed. And they sit at that shore and they plead their supplication. And in the background, you still have the drummers going. And sometimes it gets serious. Sometimes you may have people get mounted. Spirit starts to manifest through them. So even though I'm there and I have my offering too, I still have to keep an eye on my participants to make sure everybody, you know, is in alignment. And also we have to keep an eye on them because we're by the Atlantic Ocean. And, you know, that energy has its spirits as well. And they'll be calling, yes. come, come. You can't go in that ocean. because It's very rough over there. And is known to take you and not bring you back. So yes. we really have to keep an eye on everybody because it's a very moving experience. This is where you're vulnerable. You're coming to your people and say, listen, this is what I need from you. It is not a place to come and get lit. We're not going to go bar hopping. The most we do is, <laughs> now that I've moved it, I've, I've had to tell people that I've moved it now to four days. So we get time to go on the other side of the island and get to go into the water and hang out a little bit. But come at sunset, again, it's still a spiritual retreat. We sit at the shore as the sun is setting and we do a sunset meditation. Spirit led me to do this work. I did it in May. And then I was like, okay, I'll see you again in 2023, May. Spirit was like, uh-uh, come again, October. You want to see. I was like, what? I'm tired. October, get it together. It's going to be October. Yes. And it was in October and it went very, very well. Folks left very happy. And with further direction, we keep getting, when I say we, myself and the other priestess here, Ife, we still get feedback from folks as what is happening, how their life is moving forward since coming back from the retreat. Even the ones in May, you know, they keep us updated about what is happening. And so... That is the work that I'm doing. So next year, we're on again from May 4th to May 8th in Barbados. October, tentative, maybe Texas, <laughs> and our South Carolina. Yes. And so we, we're looking to come to the mainland. A lot of folks don't like to fly internationally. It could get pretty expensive because of the flights. Right? right. So we will be doing something in mainland, but I still encourage folks to come to the island because that experience at that water is just a different experience. And sometimes people need that water to sit in that water, have that water splash against their feet, wash their face, wash their bodies to really feel that energy. And to be on the East Coast of the island with that wind and from your room, you can hear the ocean. You can he actually hear the waves crash against the shore. So all mm -hmm. these things and the crickets in the back and the whistling frogs, all these things happening as you are searching for that space to connect and reconnect. And I guarantee you, you would leave making that connection. I see. Yes. yes. Guarantee. That's beautiful. And I also noticed that a lot of this work is done with women only. And is that intentional? Is there something? No, okay. men are invited to come too. 
we just haven't gotten them there yet. Yeah, and I it understand. may be because being led by women, and then there's a bunch of other women, and they may not be feeling vulnerable about that. They may feel vulnerable about that. Um, I kind of had a conversation with the ancestors about that too, as to whether to have a men only tree. They didn't get back to me on that. Yeah, that's still on the agenda to be discussed. Yeah. Because spirit really is genderless and the work that we do, it's really based on who is attracted to this work right now. And it seems to me just across the board, like in my Tai Chi practice and my yoga practice and my metaphysical practice, that there are a lot more women who are seekers right now who are healing trauma. And it makes sense to me. However, I am calling out to the fellas, the men that are out there, our divine masculine men who identify as men in the man body to really consider going on a retreat like this or getting more involved with metaphysical practices because we all, it's a collective thing. It's a shared thing and we all need to heal together. So I can't wait to see how it looks like when you start to get men in the water, men being vulnerable, men being emotional, men healing. Like this, that'll be, that's the level. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. have women who are in these motherly roles tend to them. Yes. You know what I mean? Without judgment without judgment. And that is key for men to understand. You're coming in a space with, we're not judging you. We all have problems. We've all had been at that rock bottom space and we needed somebody, anybody to help us to get to the next level, the next stage. And sometimes you need that. And that is why spirit said to me, you know, because there's no alcohol, none, none, none. The most smoking you're going to do on there is the cold smoking for the herbs and the incense. We are strictly focused on your spiritual work. We don't take no tours of the island. The only time you will see it is when you get into the resort and going back to the airport or as you go to the other side of the island, right? But we're really focused on you connecting. And there's a lot of downtime. It is not like a back-to-back-to-back-to-back sessions all into late. No. Sometimes the sessions finish by four o'clock in the afternoon. You have the rest of the evening into the night to sit down to journal. I give you a book in your gift bag. You get a gift bag. And then there is the book, a bottle of Florida water. You know, spirits are moving all around. You may need to cool yourself off. Two pencils and a scented can. I say, use the book. Write, excuse me, write all your feelings. Write what's going on with you. And then this, the space of the resort, Santosha, is just stunning. Like you could sit anywhere in the back, over the hill. Each room has a balcony or a little area you can sit out front of your room. And it encourages that peace. We also say in the write-up, there's no communal eating. If you don't feel to eat among strangers, you don't have to. So come and take up your food and go back to your room. And that's be that. But we've said that in two retreats now and still breakfast, lunch, and dinner, everybody gather and sit down together. Even though they know there's no communal eating, there's that sense of peace and calm and a safe space that everybody just sit and eat together, right? And we recognize that too. The, the non-communal eating still stands, but we realize spirit just brings everybody together nicely. And they sit and talk about their experiences and what is going on. And everybody becomes comfortable with each other. So yeah, that's my retreat. May 4th to 8th, 2023. We are going to have all the information up by January 1. Up to today, I was talking to my webmaster. 
on a timeline as to when we'll have the information up on the website. And yeah, the work continues. That's so beautiful. Congratulations so much on that journey because I understand how much it takes to really try to put together a vision and then have it manifest. And I want to speak back to that because we, you talked about that very briefly earlier in our conversation around people want quick fixes. People want you to do magic. And also in this age of, like I said, the gram, the gram life, this manifestation idea has taken on. And there are people and coaches out there that are really teaching just manifest and not understanding the underlying work that it takes to get to what you want to see you know, uh, take form in the three-dimensional space. And it takes these very intentional conversations with our ancestors. It takes these very intentional conversations with ourselves. It takes the lying in the water, the bathing, the cleansing, and a lot of time too, because time is relative at the end of the day too, because it might've seemed like 2019, yes, it was three years ago, but I'm sure for you, it feels like it was yesterday. So really, I want you to speak to the idea of this manifestation and bringing things to fruition and what it really takes to get to where you want to be, because essentially that's what and why a lot of people, like we were talking about, want to have, they want to see something at the end. Okay, well, if there's not something at the end, what can I look forward to? How can I manifest things as I move along this path? Well, to me, the manifestation really occurs, and this may be different for everybody, but when you understand and sit in that truth, first and foremost, right? When you are really comfortable with who you are and know the direction that you're going in and what that feels like, right? And then when you're able to pinpoint exactly where you're supposed to be, whether it is your career, whether it is your love life, whether it is where you're going to live, start to really have positive thoughts and people talk about toxic positivity i'm putting that aside yeah start to really in your mind see what this is going to look like yes what this is going to feel like yes i like the fact too of writing it down on paper right and really seeing your progress as you move along because you may see now okay i hit a stumbling block well what happened life may have happened So you may have to go back, look at your notes and reassess. Okay, so this is where I wanted to be at this time. It's not happening. What do I need to change? Yes. Maybe you met someone in your life. You think this may be the person and you see red flags after red flags after red flags and you're making excuses for this. Oh, Lord. But the red flags (laughs) is draining your energy. The red flags... It's causing you to be angry all the time. The oh, red flag is causing you not to sleep and lose your focus. Pay attention to the energy that is around you. Pay attention to where you're living. Maybe you need to move. Pay attention to the job. Maybe you need to leave the job. Some people will come to me, Simone, my supervisor is kicking my ass. The job is bypassing me for promotion. Because spirit don't want you to be comfortable in that position anymore because it's time for you to leave. Hello now. Hello. (laughs) You coming to me to do magic so your supervisor will be nicer to you so you would get the raise. When all it is is that you're lazy ass. It's time for you to move up and out. But you're comfortable and stagnant. Like spirit said, we're tired of sending these messages. You're seeing a job opening. 
and you're paying any attention, people calling you and you're not answering the phone. Oh, yes, yeah, so we're going to make your life miserable. Where it is maybe time for you to go and get that certification. Maybe it's time for you to go and get that master's degree. Maybe it's time for you to refresh that resume and send it out. It's time to leave. Why are you staying in a position where people don't appreciate you? And you have all of this talent, all of these fantastic ideas, and it's being wasted. And every night you're going home, bawling and crying, drinking out of a bottle, because these people on my job don't like me. I don't have time for that shit. Let's get up, do the work, and move on. Manifesting. But sometimes we create them blockages. So when you are in tune with spirit, they will show you when it's time to move. They will show you when it's time to shift. They may show you, oh, we told you you're going to go left. Stop there. Hold on a minute. Let's reassess going left. Because we may need you to go right instead. That's what manifestation may look like. And then you move on. You may have gone for that job thinking you got it and you didn't. And maybe it was for good reason. Because you may have butt up on an asshole manager that you would have to deal with. That will got you depressed. And the spirit was like, you know, we're opening another door for you. Hold on. Just do what you're supposed to do. And when that door opens, you go through it. Manifestation is an up and down thing. It is fluid. It's not a straight road. You're going to butt up on some stuff. But you've been practicing them spiritual healing wellness tools and healing tools. You'll know how to maneuver. And when you spend so much time with your ancestors and spirit guides, and you know them, and you're in tune with them, and they're in tune with you, you will know immediately. When they shift gears on you and you're like, ah, <laughs> I got it. I ain't pulling me any moving forward. Yeah. That is the process of manifestation too. And know that you may have wanted one thing and it didn't work out, but a delay is not a denial. You may have to just assess the situation again, take another look at it and then see, okay, I need to shift here and do this and move forward. Yes. Yes. You don't stop. You do not stop. Yes. A delay is not a denial, y'all. Hear that one. I love that. Because oftentimes when we get stuck, we're like, so to your point, oh, it wasn't meant for me. Universe didn't want it for me. Yeah, at the same time, it's didn't want it for you right now. It doesn't mean it's not gonna never happen, especially if you feel that deep desire and that deep drive. There's more growth that needs to be done. There's more work that needs to be done within you before you can actualize that vision that you have. Because trust me, like if you like me, you have big visions. I have big visions, big dreams, and I've been hit in the hit, punched in the face. How many times? <laughs> Like, I love that Mike Tyson line where it's like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So you always have a plan and you get punched in the face and you know what? You get right back up and you keep walking and you keep walking with that grace. You keep moving. You keep trusting. You keep obeying. Let's get back to the trust and obeying and it will all fall into place. Yes. I want to add one other thing to rest. Mm -hmm. Rest. Oh, I love that too. I love that. Rest. I have now mastered the art of taking a nap. I was never, (laughs) I was never a nap person before, but with the work keeps coming and the ancestors talking to me and on my to-do list, I look at it. I swear this be writing in my to-do list book because I come back and I'm like, this was on the list yesterday, but I have mapped. You see that if it is possible, you could take a nap. 
take one. Rest is important. Sleep is important. Movement is important. Eating well is important. Some people come to me, I don't feel good. What's your diet like? What you eating? Mm -hmm. What you ate then? And people, I read them. And when I tell them, you need to change your diet. They look at me like, what is this woman telling me? What What do you eat? What did you have for dinner? A bunch of pasta with half wilted salad. Eating is important. Nutrition is important. Diet is important. Fresh air, sunlight is important. These things help keep your vibrations up so you can operate at your higher self. It is all connected. Some of you have aches and pains in my body. That's inflammation. Mm. What are you eating? Certain things Mm -hmm. that you may like. The body is telling you it tastes good, but you're not supposed to be eating this. I got initiated into Ifa, both hands of Ifa last year. And I love cherries. Those cherries, those red cherries, the little ones, Whole Foods, everybody, you know, I don't know why they get to like $10 a pound and all that man. Yeah. And I would be eating cherries. And then one day, a few years back, I'm getting this bad heartburn in my chest. I said, listen, you could burn to the cows come home. I am not stop eating my cherries. So when the season comes, I'm in Whole Foods. I don't care how much they cost. I'm buying my bag. And as I was preparing to go to Africa, I went to Whole Foods and the cherries were there and I picked them up. And Spirit said to me, don't be surprised if one of your taboos is that you can't eat cherries anymore. So said, so done. No more cherries for someone. So Spirit speaks to you ahead of time too and prepare you for what is to come next. When you in tuned, you will understand that. You will know what that is. So manifestation, I get it. I get the courses. I get some people talking about doing rituals. All of that is important. I am not dismissing any of that. But also know that to be disciplined in what you're doing and be be able to pick up cues when the spirit world is kind of changing things around and not necessarily against you, but for you is also important. That part, I think some folks kind of miss how to pick up those cues. You know what? This job is giving me hell. I've had this business plan sitting here catching cobweb for two years. Maybe I need to take a look at my business plan. Yeah. And then you start to quit that job because your plan is by this time next year, I will be handing in my resignation. Mm. Trust and obey, y'all. That's the lesson. Trust and obey. So thank you so much, Simone, for your wisdom, your vulnerability, your honesty. This was such a beautiful conversation, a healing conversation, because I didn't want to talk to you for a minute now. <laughs> and so I would love for you just to offer to folks and viewers here how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. And, and again, repeat anything that you may have coming up for Simone the Spiritualist movement. Yeah. First of all, I want to thank you for having me. I also want to say to you publicly that I'm very proud of you. I remember our first conversation very well. And you are the example of doing the work. You are the example of doing the work. Because when I told you what Spirit's instructions were, you got on it immediately. You didn't pause. 
because you knew what was at stake mm -hmm. and you got to work immediately. And when I saw you moving, because sometimes I have to wait, you know, spirit may tell me my part as well. But if you don't do your part, well, my part is in vain, right? Mm -hmm. So once I saw you moving, I started to move and do what I started to do what needed to be done. So once you got to me, we moving forward and we got the results. And that was all you recognizing that, okay, this is what I need to do. And you yes. continue to do the work because here we are. Yes. This was instructions and you followed and you trust and obey. So I just want to say to you, congratulations on the work that you're doing and all the other work that is to come. I know we've discussed partnering on a few things and I'm ready for that. And I have gotten the okay that yes, Erin is fine. You can move ahead with her. So congratulations. And I want you to know I'm <laughs> proud of you. And for those who are listening, you want an example of what you do, the word looks like, you check Erin out. My website, you can find me readingsbysimone.com. I just launched it this year. That's something else I was really proud of. So you can book on there. You can find out more about the retreat on there. I'm about to launch some scented candles. I'm only three of them. There are not spiritual candles. There are candles that you can light and have a beautiful evening. There's one I'm about to release called Vibe. And I said you could burn it while you're cleaning your house. You know, nice. because it's eucalyptus and mint. Start the cleaning process in the air while you're doing the dusting and the mopping and the sweeping. And the signature one is Sacred Smoke. And I'll let you read up on what that is. You can just go to my website and find Can't out more wait. about that. You can find me also by email, simonreadings at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, TikTok, Readings by Simone. I'm on all five of those. I don't know why I am managing all these things, but it's working out because that's what spirit says I need to do. I also do a class called Spirituality and Your Ancestors. It is a seven-week course that just gives you a little intro into spirituality. We talk about how you honor your ancestors. We talk about herbs. We talk about the role of candles. I also teach you how to spiritually clean yourself and your home and your office. We also talk about those same spiritual wellness tools. And on the last class, we do a course review, and then I give you a half-hour reading right but one of the key things i forgot to mention about that course is we talk about the clairs which are basically the five senses and this is where you establish your love language with the ancestors so that's a, a major part about that course where we're going because everybody wants to know well how do i communicate with my ancestors you communicate with them through your senses mm. right so we go a deep into that and you know we try to figure out which one of the senses that work for you and then the retreat is May 4th to 8th, 2023, here again in Barbados. We will have that information up January 1. And so just look out for that on our website. I do individual readings. I do couple readings. I do readings on career. I do business readings. And I do family readings as well. So if you need to book any of that, again, readingsbysimone.com. You can just click on that book now button and that will lead you to book with me. I'm kind of slowing down now as we come down to the ending of 2022 because I am tired. I've done two retreats this year and still in the midst of teaching, still in the midst of doing lives, still in the midst of my readings. Right? So I'm now doing like three readings a day 
some days and I'm going to kind of ease out 2022 because 2023, I know it's going to be like a freight train just moving through. Yeah. And so I need to build my strength up for that. But yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being with you. Me too. Thank you too. This was so beautiful. And thank you all of you who watched and listened to this amazing podcast with Simone. Again, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L. This is the Meta Business Millennial. You can check us out at themetabusiness.world and also on YouTube at I am Erin Patton. And of course, I'm on Instagram, Facebook at I am Erin Patton, LinkedIn as well, because this is about business. So I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I would just love for you to continue to join us for our next podcast for the Meta Business Millennial. Love you so much. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. Because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.